Listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Andy Bates. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for your support of the Coffee Hour. You can find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. We get to talk music. JS Bach today. This is very exciting. There's a concert coming up in, in locally in St. Louis for anybody who would like to attend and listen to some glorious Bach music. It will be fantastic. Joining us today, Dr. Maurice Boyer, the music director for the American Contrai here in St. Louis. We're going to talk some Bach today. Thanks for joining us. It's my pleasure. So for people who haven't experienced the American Contrai in concert just yet, give us a little the, the elevator pitch of who this group is and the music that they perform. Sure. So this is a group that's been in existence for a long time. The Reverend Dr. Robert Bercht is the founder of the group. And this goes back to the early 90s, but there is a for, an earlier version of the group before that dating back even earlier than that. So this is a group that focuses on the music of J.S. Bach. And since I've taken over, the main focus pretty exclusively, actually, has been on the cantatas of Bach. We've done occasionally some of the short masses, the Misa Breve that he's written. I mean, he's written four of them. We've done a couple of those. But the main focus is on the, on the, on the cantatas. So it's a choir and orchestra of local musicians, a wonderful group to work with. Uh, I've been with them for now, well, I guess this is my eighth season. So. Yeah. A choir that sings all Bach or mostly Bach? Well, since I've been on board, it's, we've sung exclusively Bach. We might have occasionally, and we have occasionally, sung choral verses for hymns by, you know, Dissler or various other people, but we focus exclusively on, on Bach. What is, what's unique about Bach that, I mean, I know we've talked about this before, but what's unique <laughs> about Bach that 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 makes this, I, I think, such a valuable experience, a meaningful experience to have a, a choir and orchestra that that continues this tradition of Bach music? Well, I think the 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 first thing would be the tremendous richness of the of the music and and. Also, just what Bach does theologically through his, his music, just how deeply he's able to go into the text and work at a rhetorical and symbolic level to bring forth you know, the gospel through song. So I'd say that's, that's the most important thing, is this is really music as a proclamation. As a, really, all these are sermons and music. So that would be the fundamental level. It's, you know, it's a devotional thing, I think, for all of us who are involved in this music, whether we are a Lutheran confession or not, it speaks deeply to one's experience as a Christian. And it's also something that we can impart to the community, give out to them. And there's something universal about this music as well. And I think it, it's a way of reaching people who may not potentially come to church, but who love this, love the music of Bach. So there can be a sort of a way of reaching those, those folks who are, well, just like all of us in need of hearing the good news. So we have an opportunity to hear this wonderful music in St. Louis this weekend, Sunday, November 20th at 3 p.m. And that's at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in, in De Pere, is that right? Yes, that's right. Yeah. 
On Manchester. Yes. On Manchester. You put a lot of planning into the theme for these and and pulling together a few uh, works of Bach to make Mm -hmm. a really, really great experience for the audience and for the people performing as well. So what, what theme did you put together for this concert this weekend? Well, the uniting theme for the program is Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. And uh, and so it's not just a theme that I decided upon, you know, that's not based exactly on anything on, on that's not based specifically on the on the pieces. What I did is actually the theme emerged pretty much from the music itself. So the the peak concert opens with a a chorale cantata based on the hymn, Thou Prince of Peace, Lord Jesus Christ, and the program closes with that. And in fact, in the middle of the program, we'll sing that very hymn with symphonias, instrumental symphonias on either side of the hymn. So that's that's the, the theme. And I should say something about that hymn. That hymn is actually not in any of our English language hymnals. Somehow it never made its way into whether it's TLA, LW, or LSB, it's it's not there. One finds it in some earlier hymnals. And if uh, if Carl Schock were still with us, I would he would probably be able to inform us as to when it disappeared from our English language hymnals. But it's a wonderful tune and a wonderful chorale text as well, dating from the early 17th century, 1601. And so we'll be seeing this. It'll be like a not an American premiere of a hymn, but it's like a you know a, a resurrecting of the hymn. We'll bring it back into our midst. I created a version of it based on an old translation and harmonized it based on a figured bass that I was able to to locate. So it should be a n- nice experience also for the congregation, I mean, for the audience to be able to, to sing a fresh hymn that's very much from the, the Lutheran trend tradition, but will seem fairly fresh to people. So the theme, Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. What do you want us to know about the selections you've chosen for this concert? Sure. Well, I will say one, just one other little thing about programming in general. So obviously Bach, it is well known, wrote once he reached Leipzig in 1723, and he wrote for the first few years, the cantata for just about every Sunday of the church year. And he wrote three different, there are five cycles of these. We don't have all of these cantatas anymore, unfortunately, but we have a good number of them. So one of the possibilities when programming these pieces outside of the liturgical context in which they were for which they were written would be to to choose a Sunday of the church year and do the cantatas that he wrote for that particular Sunday. And that's that's certainly a possibility. What I have often opted for is not something along those lines, but rather pull cantatas together from across the church year that hopefully still speak to this particular to time of the church year. But not necessarily. I don't. If it's not possible to do that, I, I allow myself the freedom not to go to follow that restriction. I guess. But the idea would be to come up with some kind of trajectory, theological, emotional, and so for this one, as I mentioned, Prince of Peace is what is what the overarching theme is. But in the center of the of the of the concert is this Cantata seventy seven. Which is which begins essentially with the the, the answer of, that is given in in the gospel according to Saint Luke right before the the Good Samaritan the the, the parable of the Good Samaritan you know, when the rich man or was it the Pharisee I'm I'm drawing a blank right now is I asked Jesus you know what what he should do to you know inherit the kingdom of heaven 
And she, and the answer is, of course, shall love the Lord your God with all your mind, with all your heart, your strength, and your soul, and your neighbor as yourself. Well, this particular cantata, 77, taps into that and sets those very words. And so basically the, my, the arc would be that Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, is the one who liberates one in order to live for you know, that love of God and neighbor. So very specifically now jumping into the pieces, the first cantata is a chorale cantata, cantata 116, EW 116, which is of, which holds the title, the Prince of Peace, Lord Jesus Christ. And so the, for this piece, the, the texts, the readings of the day would have been dealing with the, the last days. So, and in fact, uh, they would have, the, the piece would have been written for around this time of the church year. And it turns out, as you well know, that this is the last Sunday of the church here. And so it's kind of nice that we're also dealing with these kinds of kinds of themes where the final church, the Sunday of the church here is often at least sometimes called the Christ the King Sunday. Of course, we're not dealing with Christ the King. He's called the Prince of Peace, but we do know, so, know him also as Christ the King. And so in this cantata, the first movement is this bright chor- chorale in which the, uh, the, the text of the chorale comes in. And I'll just read the text. So... Thou Prince of Peace, Lord Jesus Christ, true man, true God, a strong helper in time of need and life and death. Therefore, we in your name alone to the Father do cry. So it's really a confession of faith in that opening movement. And then the rest of the cantata is this. Um, it's, it's fascinating what happens. It all of a sudden turns very inward and, and uh, rather anguished. There's an aria and then a trio in which the, the wrestling of what it means to be a, a disciple and not just to be a disciple, but to be a community that follows Christ. Interesting that the, the first, that the first person pronoun does not occur in this cantata. It's always, and so it's basically a journey from the de- declaration or this confession of faith through the anguish and the torment of, of of following, of being a disciple. And then finally, all that is transformed at the end with a further declaration of confidence in the final chorale and a prayer, really, for enlightenment that, and I'll read the text here too, enlighten also our mind and heart through the spirit of your grace, so that we may not suffer the mockery that would harm our soul. Oh, Jesus Christ, you alone are the one who can bring this about. So as you can hear, again, just from the few words I've said, there's this trajectory that starts from a, dec- a confession and then ends with a prayer, um, which is based on that very confession, having gone through tribulations. Comfort amid tribulation would be something could say about that. The second piece I already started to talk about a little bit. And actually, Maurice, let's yeah. take a break sure. here. And we'll jump into the, the second piece a little bit after the break. Yeah, we're talking about the American Contra concert and these wonderful pieces of Bach with Dr. Maurice Boyer. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Andy Bates. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others. To live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world. To live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. 
Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live Uncommon. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Andy Bates. We're talking about the music of J.S. Bach and Dr. Maurice Boyer with the American Cantor having a concert this Sunday, November 20th at 3 p.m. at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in De Pere, Missouri. And before we went to break, we uh, talked about the first BWV 116, Prince of Peace, Lord Jesus Christ. And let's dig into the, the second piece for the program. What do you want us to know about this one? Okay, so this one, the, the title for this one is You Shall Love God, Your Lord. That's the, a, a very literal translation of the, of the German title, the, the opening line of the first chorus. Of course, you know it from the scriptures is slightly different, but you'll, you understand what it's referring to. Um, and the, the opening chorus is absolutely remarkable. It's in terms of the, the layering that Bach does here, and, the, and therefore the theological dimension that he brings to to the music here, the layering that he's able to do here. So I'll just say a few things about that very notion in this. In this, It opens up with three-part strings without a bass line. So almost as if sort of varying, almost, since there's no grounding, there's no mooring, I guess you might say. So sort of this very mystical and hovering kind of space. Finally, the choir comes in with the same material that the strings had initiated at the beginning, which is just a, a stepwise melody. Right, so just a stepwise motion from the beginning. And that one is not quite sure why that, you know, where that comes from. Later on, you know, as we get further into it, one hears a trumpet all of a sudden play a tune that we've not heard so far. And then if one really pays attention, again, one hears this rumble in the bass and also is wondering, what is this? These are just long note values. But if one look, one, one steps back and looks at the music or is able to hear the multiple layers, one recognizes that the, the bass line and the trumpet are in fact related. And uh, the tune that the trumpet is playing is actually the chorale melody, these are the Ten Commandments. And in fact, the tune occurs ten times, right? Or that, at least that fragment occurs ten times throughout in the trumpet. And in the bass line, one hears the exact same melody, much, much, much slower in augmentation, in other words. So the, 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 the trumpet plays this very high, and the, and, and the bass line of the orchestra plays it way below. So it's as if, again, one is surrounded and a piece of both held up, and and so it's as if this 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 dimension of the the Ten Commandments is everywhere. It's universal. It's an undergirding, and it's this thing that comes, this message that comes down from above. So that's that's the that's something that wouldn't necessarily come to the fore from listening because the texture is so dense. The other thing I want to mention is that this the 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 material that the the orchestra and the choir sings is actually based on that melody. So he's again layering things so that all levels in all temporal levels live by those words, right? So that the universal dimension of those words, you shall love the Lord your God. Um, beyond that, one of, there's a strand of material that is just remarkable, and that is just how it is that Buff decides to set the words and your neighbor as yourself how he decides to set specifically neighbor. At the beginning, as I mentioned, there's this stepwise ascent. And for the neighbor, he actually gives a quasi 
mirrored retrograde version of that. That to show in some ways that these two function in tandem and can't let that you can't have one without having the other in some measure, right? He, he spells it out musically in that manner. So you have and in the for the, the neighbor, he slightly veils it, right? This is just a saying that the neighbor is an image of God. It's kind of a remarkable thing to, to do musically. It's a really mystical moment also when that happens. It's a profound moment when that, when that occurs in the piece later on in the opening movement. So I've said a lot about this one, the, the many layers of this, of this opening movement. And the rest of the cantatas fleshes this out in different manner, manners throughout with the, you know, arias and recitatives, as is always the case. Some rather unusual choices for obligato instruments. And then at the other end of the concert is a piece from the second Sunday or the first Sunday after Easter. And for this, the gospel reading would have been the, the appearances of Jesus to the disciples, the two post-resurrection appearances for Jesus and John, where Jesus meets the disciples in the upper room where they're sort of locked in fear the first, first time the Thomas is not there. Next time Thomas is back, as you in the of course that famous episode of quote unquote doubting Thomas <laughs> is is the uh, thrust. And here I won't necessarily say very much about the whole about the opening chorus, which is just all joy. And the text of the opening movement is keep in mind or keep in memory Jesus Christ who has risen from the dead. This is just ebullient opening chorus. But I will mention what occurs later on in the, and it's essentially a, a dramatizing of this very, the very appearance of Jesus to the disciples. And so in this movement, the bass is the voice of Christ. And he says multiple times throughout this aria with chorus, peace be with you. And it's a continual back and forth between illustry and sort of, yeah, illustry depictions of fear in the strings. So very tormented kinds of kinds of figurations, I guess you might say, broken chords and whatnot in the in the strings. And the choir comes in also expressing their fear with unusual figurations. There are also broken chords which are actually really uncomfortable to sing. Arpeggiated figures. Um, and then finally at the end of each of these sections of turbulence, Time, it's as if time stops and Jesus enters in and then the music becomes something completely different with a trio of, of winds accompanying from above the voice of Jesus as taken over by the, by the bass soloist spelling out what this piece feels like. This occurs multiple times through, as I mentioned, throughout this chorus, this back and forth between this peace and disquiet. And the last, one of the later times in which his speaking peace to the disciples occurs, he in fact steps into the middle of the struggle that, the, that is depicted musically. In all the other cases, they're separate events. In this case, it's like Jesus jumps right into the mix of, of the disquiet that, they, that the disciples as embodied by the, the upper voices of the choir are experiencing. And one really feels like one is experiencing, well, 
this musical depiction of what it's like to be in a, in a place of, of anguish and what it might be like and what it is like to hear the, the voice of Christ being a voice of stillness and calm meeting us in our affliction and our fear. The final movement of this cantata is returns to the Prince of Peace, Lord Jesus Christ's chorale that opens the program. There's so much about Bach, Bach's work that is just brilliant, <laughs> genius. Mm -hmm. But I think what I appreciate the most and what you've really pointed out here is that Bach's work really serves the word, the, the, the purpose of the oratorios, cantatas, is to serve the word so that you really hear what's in the word, what's in the text. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Man Bach said himself, you know, where there is devotional music, God with his mercy is present. And so clearly that was important to him. That's what needed to happen. So it, the music needed to be gospel, needed to be the good news to those who were listening. So I absolutely agree 100% what you're saying. Where can we find more about American Contouri and the upcoming concert that's happening this week, but also concerts that will be happening forthcoming in, in the next months down the road? Sure. Well, our, our website is the American Contouri. And uh, so it's the AmericanContouri.org. There you will find information about what's coming up the, in the coming months. Let's see. In, on April 22nd, Sunday, I believe it's 22nd. 23rd, sorry, April 23rd, we are actually going to be singing for a Vesper service at, at Concordia Seminary. Very thrilled to have been invited by the Dean of the Chapel, Reverend John Beaker, to, to sing for that. And we will, in fact, repeat Cantata 67, which is the final uh, cantata on the present program. And so we're very excited to, to be involved in that service that right after Easter for the Vesper service. And then after that, we will have a, a concert in May. May 14, and we actually have a pretty wonderful experience planned for next year. So next year, so 2024, will be the 300th anniversary of the first performance of the St. John Passion in Leipzig on Good Friday, and we are planning a performance of the St. John Passion, actually probably a couple of performances. So for some time around Holy Week, probably maybe on, on uh, Palm Passion Sunday. That's pretty exciting. That is very exciting. I can't wait for that to experience that too. Dr. Maurice Boyer, Music Director of the American Contract, thanks so much for joining us today on The Coffee Hour. Thanks so much for having me. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Andy Bates. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Anywhere.